The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, appealing to him and saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed in terrible distress. And Jesus said to him, I will come and cure him. The centurion answered, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only speak the word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. And to my slave, do this, and the slave does it. When Jesus heard him, he was amazed and said to those who followed him, Truly I tell you, in no one in Israel have I found such faith. I tell you, many will come from east and west and will eat with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, while the heirs of the kingdom will be thrown into outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And to the centurion Jesus said, Go, let it be done for you according to your faith. And the servant was healed in that hour. When Jesus entered Peter's house, he saw his mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. He touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she got up and began to serve. That evening they brought to Jesus many who were possessed with demons, and he cast out the spirits with a word and cured all who were sick. This was to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took our infirmities and bore our diseases. The Gospel of the Lord. Two verses toward the end of today's Gospel tell us much about our Christian mission. The first verse, he touched her hand and the fever left her and she got up and began to serve him. That's a reference to Jesus healing Peter's mother-in-law. And as soon as she is healed, she gets up and she serves the Lord. It's an example of what we should be always about because we have been healed from original sin, for one thing, but from our actual sins. And as a result, we owe everything to God. And so should be willing to render him service and to his church as much as we can. The second verse goes even deeper. He took our infirmities and bore our diseases. We can ask ourselves, well, does our care extend beyond mere sympathy to embrace compassion and empathy? Do we weep with those who weep? Do we go out of our way to help those who are in need, even to the point of self-sacrifice? This is possible only when we identify ourselves with Christ crucified. That takes us back to our readings for the last few days on Wednesday, we had that reading from Genesis chapter 15 where God ups the ante. He had promised Abraham in chapter 12 of Genesis that if Abraham followed him, he would make him a great nation, give him many descendants, and be a great blessing. Now in chapter 15, since Abraham is beginning to doubt because he doesn't have a child yet, God makes the promise a covenant. And it's a particular kind of covenant at that time called a covenant ceremony, a ratification ceremony, a cutting of the covenant. And if we read that chapter, what 
was normal in that day when two parties wanted to enter into a covenant, they would take animals, split them in two, divide the parts in a row, and then the two parties would go through the cut animals in the row with the implication that if one party violated the covenant, what happened to the animals would happen to that party. What's interesting in the account when God puts Abraham into a deep sleep, he's the one who goes through the cut animals in the form of a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch. That's a symbol of God, which means the covenant is one-sided because God knows humanity will not keep their end of the bargain. And so to protect the covenant, God is willing to pay the penalty. Notice that the covenant is sealed in the blood of animals. That's a prefiguring of what Christ will do ultimately in the new covenant. We are about to share in it because of the Eucharist. We will take the blood of Christ into us and it purifies and cleanses us and it brings us eternal life. God ultimately will keep the covenant when Jesus goes to the cross. He sheds his blood at the Last Supper. The sacrament is instituted. Do this in memory of me. That was chapter 15 of Book of Genesis. Unfortunately, Abraham and Sarai have further doubts to the point that Sarai gives to Abraham her concubine and Abraham enters into her in order to conceive a child. Despite the promise that was elevated into a covenant by God that Abraham would be a multitude of descendants. There's big distrust there. There is infidelity to the marriage. And as a result, sin. And the whole promise now is in doubt. But God comes to the rescue. In chapter 17 of Genesis, which was the reading for Friday, God says, I am God Almighty. Walk before me, Abraham. Be blameless. Then he changes his name. He says, no longer will your name be Abram, but Abraham. Abram means exalted father. Abraham means father of a multitude. So he's again reaffirming the promise and the covenant. And he gives a sign of the covenant, so that brings it even to a further stage. The sign will be circumcision. It's kind of like an Old Testament sacrament. It points forward, as sacraments do. It's an outer rite with an inner symbol. It points forward to the cutting away of the stubbornness of fallen human humanity, the circumcision of the heart, which is what now we are called to do. Take away those hardened parts of our soul, stubbornness, and submit to God. That circumcision in the Old Testament prefigures baptism, and we've entered into baptism. Baptism cuts away original sin, purifies our hearts. So Abraham used to sacrifice animals. Now he's being told to sacrifice part of his very body in circumcision. He will then be asked to give his only beloved son, Isaac, in sacrifice. There's an elevation which again points forward to the ultimate sacrifice that God gives his only beloved son, Jesus Christ, who sacrifices on the cross for us. All of this has been God's generosity poured out 
And so when we get to today's first reading now from Genesis chapter 18, we see a response of Abraham that we're called to follow. Abraham sees three strangers in the distance. He rushes to invite them into his tent, showing great hospitality. If you read the language, he's rushing, he's hastening to provide for these three strangers. He kills the calf, prepares a great meal, and shows he's willing to serve. In the first reading, Abraham says, My Lord, if I find favor with you, do not pass by your servant. Now that's a repeated phrase in Scripture, that the Lord is about to pass someone by, and the question is, will we invite God to stop and render service? Like on the road to Emmaus, the Lord was about to pass by, but he was invited in to have that meal, and during the meal, Christ appeared in the sacrament. Will we miss the divine visitation is the question. And that's a question we have to ask every day because God does come to us in very strange ways, in the needy, in the poor, in the sick, those who are hurting. That's Christ. Will we allow him to pass by without rendering service? It's a big question for us today, and we need God's grace to carry it out. Ultimately, Abraham serves God, and how does God respond? He cannot be outdone in generosity. He says to Abraham and to Sarai, this time next year, you will have a child. And indeed, that happens. Isaac is born. Notice the statement by God, is anything too hard for the Lord? That's a question we can ask ourselves every day. Let's say we're going through an addiction or a bad habit or a real strained relationship with someone, and we begin to despair, but we can ask, is anything too hard for God to act in my life? And then we open ourselves to his healing remedies, and then we serve by giving ourselves to the Lord and to those who are in need. So it's a great set of readings, just these last few days. It culminates in our Christian mission today, Many out there who are hurting, we are in a pandemic, we've got all kinds of issues going on in the world, but we're called to trust God, allow him to work in our lives, take in his blood, as we're doing today in the sacrament, and then say, is anything too hard for God? I will render him service in the sick, in the poor, in the needy, because I know when I do, I'm ministering to Christ. So with that, let us thank God, let us stand and pray.